With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. What's going on? Welcome to Williams and Bloom here on a Wednesday. We are presented as always by our friends at MacDyne, the MacDyne Corporation. Big week, Iowa State, Texas week, night game. Everybody's amped up. We're going to break all of that down. Before we do so, I want to thank our friends from the MacDyne Corporation who bring us the program each and every Sunday here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Brent Bloom, what's up? Happy Wednesday. Beautiful day out there today. The only thing that's nice the bummer about Saturday, it's going to be way too nice for Texas. They will not need the heated benches. Yeah. But that's but okay. isn't that, but it's good for the fans. I was to say, wouldn't we trade that off? I think so. I mean, I think you, you trade it off for 61,000 people in the stands then. Yeah, totally a no-brainer. And literally, if you're on the fence about going... Do you remember the last game last year? It. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. I didn't even go. I went, but I sat in Sukup. It was like lovely place snowing, to, right? It was icy, gross. Yeah. I, yeah I, the, the whole November of last year is just... Seems like 10 years ago. I don't ago even remember now. it. Yeah. It's the story of my life. What a world. But yeah, it should be... What a, what a great setup. Like, literally... Can't get much of a better setup for a game in November against Texas. I have a lot of talking points for this game that I think we should just dive right into. You, let's, should we start with Jared Hufford? What did you think about what Jared Hufford said? I think Jared Hufford gave a really great, honest response. I agree. And as a journalist, I appreciate that. I want more of that. Yes. I, in Jared Hufford's position would have been a little bit leery of making those comments. But I'm glad he did it because he was just keeping it real. And he's a great kid. I'm a big Jared Hufford fan. I would I would be curious to get like Woody or Newell's. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure Texas has put it. The Texas players are very much aware of it. Well, But I, that it, works for like two plays. Yeah. And it's like the game is going on. I saw a thing on Cyclone Fanatic where it's like, oh, you give him bulletin board material. It's like, I don't really. Does Texas They're need, trying to play for a national championship. Right. They're trying Do they need to, that against Iowa State? And my thing is, is like football is one of those sports where sure it helps if you play harder, but it actually can work to your detriment if you're over overly fired up. I, I would say you run a screenplay right at the D line right away. Anyway. They better run a lot of screenplays. I'm happy for from Jared. The I actually, breakdown I'm about to yeah, give you. Yeah, I think Jared Hufford. Good for you, Jared. I'm pro comments like that. Why not? Let it loose. Last game and Jack Trice. You're gonna play hard anyway. No bulletin board. So. Let me give you the scout. But Texas here. is still. I'm going to give you the whole good. scout. Yeah, let's let's get the scout. I'm just going to break down the whole game for you. You All jump right. in as you please. All right. Done a lot of watching of them. Did a bunch of the analytics dive. The their offensive line, Brent, is graded as the top pass protection unit in all of pro football focus. Truly elite. Yeah, they at like what they do. Five NFL guys. Yeah. So let's start with Iowa State defensively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not getting pressure with three. Unlikely. It's not happening. So that emphasizes the need for Jeremiah Cooper to be back. It sounds like he will. If we're going off of what Matt Campbell says, yep. Coaches lie. He did dress last week and he yeah. was close. Well, but you're correct. I'm guessing he'll play. I, it feels I'm like he's going to guessing play. as well. I, I, the point is they need him. Yes. Uh, because of That's what fact. I just said, I don't see Iowa State getting pressure with three, and that's a 
But I feel a lot better if that secondary is at full strength in yes. that scenario, right? Yes. Don't you? Yes. Uh, because you've got... Jonathan Brooks also out. That's an important part of it, this conversation. It is, and he has been awesome for them. Three, 6.1 yards per carry, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns Backup's really season. good. He's a true freshman. But he just hasn't played his He hasn't played his Well, he yeah. could be great. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not... B. John Robinson is not walking through that door. Neither is Jonathan Brooks. You know, interestingly, you, you know, you mentioned about Texas and, and sacks allowed, and they are awesome. Iowa State actually has allowed fewer sacks than Texas has from an offensive line perspective. May surprise some people. Uh, Rocco's a big part of that. But you're right. You're, you're, it's going to be really interesting because... I'm less I, concerned about the sacks and more just pressure on a yeah, consistent basis. Yep. That's where they grade out really well. Totally, totally agree. Yeah. Because I think when you look at... What Texas does, I mean, I, I would put their skill guys against anybody in the country, including, including Georgia's. In fact, one of their guys they got from Georgia in A.D. Mitchell, who has had a monster year opposite of Worthy. And then Whittington's really good. Their tight end is a monster. Like these guys, you, if yours has time, it's he. it could be a problem. I don't care if you have T.J. and Jeremiah and Bo and Miles and all these really good secondary guys for Iowa State. If you give an NFL quarterback and NFL receivers time, they're going to beat you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I, it's super fascinating for me how Iowa State attacks them. Now, I've only allowed, what, 24 points against Texas last year? Ewers was there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good and bad. Ewers has, we talked about this on Sunday, Ewers has seen this defense before. Correct. So have these receivers. So has this pretty much this entire Texas offense. In my opinion, it's going to be hard to keep them under 24. I agree. So I, you're, it's going to, it's going to, this is going to turn into, I was, it's going to need to score four touchdowns. Can I have to score four touchdowns? I, I, we'll get into that. I, I think that is, I, when I look at this game, I was thinking, try and slow it down. So I think it's two pronged. You try and try and do the clock management thing. If you can, if you can run the ball, great. Uh, but you, you're going to have to step on the gas all game. This is not a, Hey, let's kick three. You're going to need six. I mean, I think you're going to go on four downs. Like, your game management throughout will be a big factor, but none is as important as the turnover battle. That, that'll, if you are even with that, you're not going to win, in my opinion. You need to be even or better in turnovers. And the great thing is, and you, you talk about how has Iowa State turned this around from a year ago. So I, for me, it's turnovers. Iowa State is 10th in the country in turnover margin now. Uh, they were 119th last year. That's we, how many times in this this podcast, thanks to Mechdyne, mm -hmm. we've talked about the cyclical nature of, of turnovers. And look at Iowa State's record. It, it's almost directly correlated to better turnover margin. And Texas also has taken care of the ball as well. Ewers takes care of the ball. So I think it'll be interesting. That's why the crowd early in this game, if Texas is uncomfortable, Iowa State's got to start fast and, and, and really step on the gas right away. Couldn't agree more. We'll get that into the offensive but breakdown. Defenses, here. it's going to be hard. I mean, they, these guys, are, I just, these guys are good. Yeah. So what is hate? The good thing is, if we can sit here and say they're not going to get pressure with three, John Haycock realizes it too. Yeah, absolutely. And that one of the great things I love about the dime stack is the versatility of it. Mm -hmm. So they're going to bring pressure. Where is it going to come, come from? from? Mm -hmm. All I know is I feel a lot better with the back end of that secondary being healthy than having a so, guy back there like Blake Thompson or Jameson Patton, who we both think will be good players, but they haven't played. They haven't seen. They yeah, not, And you're replacing those guys with an All-American in Jeremiah Cooper. Yes. I, I like the matchup a lot more as far as getting turnovers goes. And I th obviously did a nice job on Worthy last year. Um, big, this is a big This is why, again. Tampa Worthy, man. What a matchup. Oh, these, these couple NFL Pick one guys. matchup to watch all night. Well, that's it, it, right? It might even be, they might even put, uh, that's the thing. The problem with these guys, it's not just Worthy. I know. And so you can. Was Worthy a first round pick? Uh, he's going to be close. Yeah, I, I think say, I think, he may have two first round I think picks there. AD Mitchell, though, for them is a potential first rounder as well. I mean, that's just the thing. It's like, it's not just that guy. Uh, Mitchell's been not as good, but. He's got nine touchdowns, 40 catches, 700 yards, um, and that second role. And that's, that's, but this is where the depth of Iowa State secondary comes in. You're going to need a big day for Miles Purchase again, mm -hmm. which he's been great. Or is it going to be John? Yeah, he has been. So I, this is a, this is a big, the, the defense 
get a couple turnovers uh, and then you know at least hold your own on the run because well brooks other, being outs big it man. is it is i and i i think i was thinking i think i was thinking largely contain their ground game i do th- too but then it's a ewers versus the iowa state secondary and they got a bunch of good receivers it's gonna be i, I it's gonna be fun to watch if it's as simple as that as you just broke it down i actually like the iowa state secondary yeah, but yeah. there's more to it. There's way with, you can't yes. let him just sit there and, and pick and you I'll, apart. I'll say this about Sarkeesian: I think he is one of the best play callers in the I country. Agree. Yeah, and so you can't just—he is not going to bang his head against the wall and just try and air like throw it down the field all the time. He will mix in a little bit of everything. He puts his guys in as good a position as about any coach in the country, and so you're gonna have to prepare for a little. And that's why Texas, in my opinion, is so much better. They've always had guys. Yeah, but now now Sark's put in a really good position to get him the ball in the right spot. I, I I said this on Sunday. I think Texas might be the best combination of an offensive and defensive line in America. Yep, they've gotten so much better. They've there. gotten really good there, and they're they're mean and they're tough. And you're going to see these you know these years of Texas not having a lot of first round picks and you know draft picks are gone. That's gone as of April. Uh, Williamson Bloom Wednesday presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation. This will be a good weekend to show off your cyclone spirit, everybody. Everybody's going to be nuts on uh, Friday and Saturday in Ames. I would like to encourage all of our great listeners to uh, give to the foundation through areas that you care about. Maybe the Cyclone Club, Marching Band, College Department that meant a lot for you during your time at Iowa State. Give them a shout out. MoveWhatMatters.com is uh, where you can go and do that with our friends from the Iowa State University Foundation. Also, Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at GravitateCoworking.com. Uh, you can go and look at all the great locations, downtown Des Moines, East Village, Des Moines, Midtown, Windsor Heights, and in Jefferson. Shout out to our guy, Jeff Wood, does a great job. And that is a growing company here in the Metro. And his lovely wife, Hope Wood, you're getting to the point where you've got to do your uh, New Year's resolutions, all that good stuff. You're getting everything organized. Have you considered a will? Move, uh, not move, but matters. You could give to them in your will. You could. If you wanted you could, to. It's part of yeah. estate planning. Yeah. While you're doing your estate planning Put through Hopewood, you could uh, go to our friends Endow- at the Iowa yeah. State. Endow a scholarship, would you? University Foundation. Hopewoodjd.com. Promo code FANATIC. Get you $50 off your will in a day. Okay. Here's my breakdown. You know what costs to endow a scholarship at Iowa State? Million. No, see, this is the thing. No, I have no idea. I don't even. It's, most people don't even know what that means. Okay, so endowing a scholarship is reserving funds to go to a certain spot, right? Well, so it said yes. You're right. So endowed scholarship it means you can pick the criteria for a scholarship that is given every single year. Um, so like you could have it go to a journalism student from Clarinda. Now that'd be pretty narrow scope, but you get the point. Uh, essentially, that means an endowed scholarship is it is awarded every year for the end of time. And it costs $50,000 pledgeable over five mm. years. So $10,000 per year, you could leave your legacy. And you could do State. like $1,000 a year. And so that ends, it ends up being a percentage, about 4.5%, oh, which, okay. which is about, so let me do, 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 do about $2,500 scholarship a year. Let's, uh, fairly there reasonable. You there you go. And it makes a big a fundraising yeah. uh, little, little, knowledge from Brent Bloom right. today. Scout on the other end. So this is the concerning part for me. Opponents averaging 3.0 yards per carry Mm -hmm. against Texas. 10th nationally at best against the run. And they haven't allowed 100 yards rushing since the Oklahoma game. Correct. So K-State ran for one yard per carry. Here's the deal. Again, and nobody's told me this. This is just me outside looking in. I watch these games pretty closely. It's probably the third time I've said this. I think Iowa State probably overthought what they could do against Kansas on the ground. Okay? Yes. Learned. Made adjustments. Really good second half against Kansas. Elite offensive game plan and execution against BYU. My guess, Brent, is that Iowa State is going to look in Nate Shieldhouse again, smarter than me. Agreed. He'll watch this tape, and he'll see this Texas defensive line. That's why I'm Jared Hufford. I'm a little bit nervous. That Texas defensive line might be the best in America. 
Might be. I don't know. It's arguable. Be some Georgia. Yeah, Georgia have a claim. Alabama, yeah those teams that have a claim. Mm, sure. But j- just to me, the thought that Iowa State in the first quarter is going to go off and hand it off to a Busama and just be running up. And I just, I don't see it. I don't think it's realistic. I think Iowa State comes out throwing in this one, which now Brent comes to protecting Rocco Beck. Yes. You've been very good on, you've been good to point out that Iowa State's done that pretty well this year. However, when you look at the breakdown on pro football focus, it has not been as good over the last month. I don't fault Iowa State's line for that. I'm crediting defensive coordinators. What do I always tell you? They have 85 scholarships too. They get you know. they get to prepare as well. <laughs> yes, and they've they get paid they, well. You know they've uh, these uh, these defensive have, have adjusted the protection of Rocco Beck when he's been protected this year. I looked it up when he stayed clean. Ohio game on after the Ohio game. He when he has stayed clean. He's completed 72% of his passes and only thrown one interception on the entire year. Wow. So his mistakes generally, not all the time, but generally are coming when he's under pressure. That's a huge key is just because, again, I'm not banking on Iowa State running much. I don't think it's going to be in the cards unless they can pass the ball early, stretch things out. Then I think Iowa State, you know, third quarter, you start, you know, the field's loosened up. You can run the ball a little bit more. That's a totally different thing. But they they got to come out passing, right, and try and make something happen early. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the one team that had success running against Texas was Oklahoma, and half of Oklahoma's yards came from Gabriel from the quarterback spot. Interesting. Good, so, good, good catch. So that means the running backs really the running backs for Oklahoma really didn't do much that game. Gabriel played an unbelievably good it was game. Phenomenal. So Rocco. Everyone realizes this has to be great Saturday. I think Iowa State's receivers are going to be okay. The tight ends are something. This is where Iowa State, the the tight end thing really can work to its advantage. You know, as much as Texas has skill and, and athleticism, the one potential avenue where you can attack them is with size at the tight end spot. And so I think you try and get those guys involved early. Ben Bramer game. Yeah, or some screens. I mean, all these, it's going to be a Rocco and Nate Shieldhouse game. Like, you have to keep them on their toes because let's just be honest, honest hour here. If Iowa State's manned up with Texas in a talent versus talent matchup, Iowa State's got good talent, not Texas talent. No. So you have to do some unique things to catch them on their heels, make them second guess. What Jeff Woody has always said, Jeff Woody was on a team that beat Texas down there. It's never a question about talent usually with Texas, and this team is probably their most talented in the last 20 years. It's the mental focus and attention to detail where they can really lose it. Yeah. Like they are not, as Jeff has said, not the brightest bulbs on the planet when he used to play Texas. So if you get them thinking, moving one way, going another way, I mean, this has to be... This has to be a game where Iowa State manufactures some points. And the problem, C Dub, is you you can't you can't win this game seventeen to fourteen. Uh, so you're gonna have to hit a couple big plays. You you, you can't go away from the ground game, but you gotta be smart with it and mix in yeah, all I, of these other things I don't, as well. I don't think Iowa State needs to go out there and throw it sixty times. That's no, but I just Again, like I, there, we haven't seen anything from either of these teams this year. This isn't just an Iowa State thing. This isn't Williams bagging on the offensive line. You've had really good offensive lines. Alabama, yeah, not be able to run, run on these right. guys. No, absolutely. Alabama ran for three yards a carry. <laughs> so realistically, when I'm breaking down the game, I, t- I totally with you. It's got to be the short passing and game. the good on on that aspect. Texas has largely because teams can't run the ball, yep. but they have given up some yardage uh, through the air. I mean, they, they've allowed, let's do my quick math here, in conference play, they've allowed over 260 yards per game the, passing. This is a uh, Jalen Noll, Ben Bramer game. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you you got to beat them with execution. Obviously, it's not going to have a bunch of deep threats. It's, never, it's just not that. I don't think they'll have them. enough time to go deep. I, exactly. Yeah. So it's got to be that. It's got to be that stuff. In fact, you know, when it's kind of weird to say, but playing a, playing a game like they did, obviously did against Iowa, where you had to learn to be patient, take what's there. 
um, it's a little bit like that because you're just not going to have time for for Higgins to run a 50 yard route against these guys. You're going to have to be precise screenplays, Noel, Bramer, tight ends, all that stuff. And then someone's going to go make a play. But beyond that, it's really simple. You cannot turn the ball over. If you give Texas a short field, it's game over. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, I just think this is a this is an all hands on deck type of game. We talked about it Sunday. Very little pressure on Iowa State here, so I think you have some fun with it too. You know, this is this is a game where yes, first place is technically on the line, and, and there's pressure in that regard. But if you're if you're a player, I, I don't. I think this game as a fan, this feels different to me. Let me get your opinion on this. Then two years ago when Iowa came to town and you're both in the top 10, when the pressure was all on Iowa State. I would there, agree. Like you just felt tight all week. Like, ah, when is this opportunity going to come This feels different again? than the Kansas game two I weeks ago. totally agree with you. Because that was kind of a, and you saw it afterwards, where, you know, a lot of fans just jumped right off the cliff again. Uh, yep. Like, you, know, you lose this game. Oh, we're six and six going to a bowl game. Nobody had us there backs were against the wall right like there's all yeah. this positive stuff you're playing with house money right now yeah you want to obviously winning would do, be a huge yeah. one of the better program I, wins in history and we're going to get no to question. the big 12 scenarios coming up here and i understand that's all still to play for but i'm realistically very happy with the season right yeah, now. yes and but i don't i think you go in this game playing free and loose and fun less tightness and oh my gosh it's senior day let's please the fans what what i thought iowa state sometimes put so much pressure on itself of, oh my gosh, we're never going to get this opportunity again. There's actually some there's some wisdom in being young in this spot because the the Rocco Becks, the Abu Samas, the, the young roster I was it has, they're not thinking this is our last chance we're going to have a meaningful game in November. You hope this is the start of things to come. This isn't that 2021 team you're like, oh my, you know, next year the sky is falling if we don't win this game. This is the last chance for Iowa State to be relevant. I, you know, Texas is really good. Like Texas, if this game is played on paper, will win the game. But with the emotion, with Jack Trice, hopefully that place is sold out and you hope things get interesting. And, and Texas feels the pressure in the fourth quarter when they're 61,500 giving them the business. So that's the other thing I think you have to mention when you talk about this Texas team. So in their, since they lost Oklahoma, they blew out BYU. Yeah. Which everybody's blowing out BYU now. But, but did, interestingly, they didn't move the ball great in that game. They kind of well, they had their backup quarterback. Yeah, to be true. to be yes, fair, that is that is correct. But then they've had these big leads against Houston, against TCU, yeah. and what was the other one? K, K State, Kansas State, where they have these big leads, and and many of these, other than last week against TCU, Quinn Ewers was not the quarterback. To be fair, yeah, it was Murphy. Which this is a big upgrade. I mean, yeah, he's he's a top ten pick. Yes, although he said this week that he may or may not come back, which is interesting. Well, regardless, yeah, they've been blowing leads. Yes, and I mean, your guess is as good as mine as to why that's the case. Is it a lack of focus? Is it? But I mean, if you've watched Houston play and Houston had a chance to win that game at the end, it's silly to think Iowa State won't. Dead on. Dead on. And TCU, I mean, that's a team that Iowa State housed. Yep. Right? Like, so yeah. th- while I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit f- floored here, and I, because when I break the game down and when I watch the Texas film and when I look at the numbers, I don't think Iowa State will win the game. But when you look at the intangibles of, you know, really what has Texas done in the last four weeks? Iowa state should be right there in the football game. I think so. If it's at home, I think right? so. Yeah. And even last year, I've had a chance to win the game down. Should have won the game. Should have won the game. You, you know, maybe the second best wide receiver in school history catches one pass. Great you point. win. And, and that's the worst season of the Campbell era. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, these I'm guys are Again, used the, to beating the, Texas. The football too. mind in me watches these teams and say Texas is going to win by ten. You know, but been to enough games in Trice. You're right about the psychological aspect of this playoff house money, and I think you coach differently. I think Campbell Campbell's great in these games with Texas. I, he, where do you think Hufford got that? Oh, for all the oh, for sure. Like you know, I, I, I'm guessing the staffs like they, probably, they're probably like Jared. 
Yeah, they probably shouldn't have said that loud, but. But where it's do you okay. think that that mentality comes at within this program? Campbell loves this game. Yep. Everything totally that we don't have, but we don't need, you know, like everything about this it. Is, this is an Iowa State spot here. This is the, what is, Matt says we're, we always go up the, the rough side of the mountain. Yeah. The mountain's never been bigger. Texas is really, Texas is the mountain. But you can, you, this would be one of those statement wins. A loss doesn't hurt you. But a win can really cement as, wow, you know, this Mac guy is pretty good. Iowa State's back. Not that Iowa State went anywhere, but you get what I'm saying. Like, totally. You, there's so many good things that can happen with a win. And I think the staff and this, these players are embracing this opportunity to think you're playing a game, you're on senior day to get into a tie for first place. And then you would have the tiebreaker on Texas. That's awesome. Like th- that, you can't script it any better. And so just go out there and ball out. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And yeah, you're, listen. If you make some mistakes and you turn the ball over, Texas could win this game by two to three touchdowns. No doubt. Um, I, but but you, I think you just you have fun with it. Like you just you, just, you roll it all out there. Said this a few times, but ever since they started clicking during the Kansas game, the offense has been flying, and I you just hope that that carries over. You know, I, I do think because they were not very good in Waco, still won the game by double digits. But if you go back and watch it, it's like the offense really didn't play that well. Yeah, you're you're dead on. You know, yep. second or first half against Kansas, everything's out of sync. You know, mistakes. Didn't really love the play calling. Didn't love the attack. Second half they come out and played really well. Rocco's eleven of ten, running the football. You just basically run out of time in that game. And then the BYU game was the best all-around offensive game that we've seen Iowa State play. No doubt. So, again, like I, I just think that, that that works in Iowa State's You're favor. You're feeling good about it. Yeah. You should, you should well, never have more confidence than you do right and now. And here's, here's the stat. When the Iowa State starters, okay, fourth quarter, Iowa State had some reserves in and just, like, just get the game over with. Iowa State starters have scored on 11 of their last 13 possessions. Dating back to the Kansas game. That's crazy. Which is great. That is really good. And, you know, I think you might say, oh, my gosh, this this Texas team is is so great on offense, and they got so many guys. And I understand that Ewers did miss two and a half games or whatever it is. But their numbers in conference play, from a points perspective, really aren't that much greater than Iowa State's. In fact, Texas has averaged 33 points per game. Iowa State's averaging 30. Not that much different. No, not at all. Um, and but defense is where Texas has been so much better this year. Yeah, you know, you look at Texas has always has guys. They've usually put up points. Defense, they're first in conference at twenty points per game. Iowa State's third in conference games at twenty two. So the you look at the talent. Yes, Texas has better guys, but analytically, it's not it's not that far off. But the big difference is where you said it's pressure. On their end, and I would say it's lack of ability to get pressure. Although I was just turning teams over, which is great. I don't think that either line for Iowa State has to be great. I don't think it's possible for them to be great against this opponent. They just need to maintain. Well said. And Iowa State can win the football. They can win the game, and then you just hope special Mistakes. teams aren't. I've don't, don't let really a punt get blocked. Yep, none of know. that stuff. None of that stuff. And it can work the other way. In fact, we're looking at Iowa State now, special teams wise. Where can the Cyclones? have a big kick return can the cyclones block a punt those type of things yeah here's here's one one other thing to look at Uh, iowa state has scored in conference play every time it's been in the red zone that's an incredible stat props to the kicker you know i'm a i'm a bad i'm a fry the kicker guy and it's just again like when you're playing this style you got to have a reliable guy that guy has been rock solid and here but here's where texas is first in the country in red zone defense Teams oh, only score about something's got to give sixty percent of the time against them. So you see Dicker the kickers playing out there in the NFL. I saw him the other night. Dicker the kicker. Thank God he missed that. Yeah, that Dicker, Dicker the kickers. Dicker kick. He's an NFL guy now. They got a guy named Bert kicking for him now. Bert. Bert Auburn. Man, look at this guy. Look at this Bert. Look Google Bert Auburn. Like, look at that. Oh, guy. that's a good looking guy. That's a good looking guy. I he, like that guy. He's he got has, nice head he has of hair, hair like me. 
Yeah, looking like a good looking human. I should change my last name to Auburn. I want to thank my buddy Jeff Kelderman at Kelderman Manufacturing. Uh, I want to shout out to, if, if you're an engineer, one of the Mechdyne engineers, engineer out there, and you need laser cutting, I'm talking to you. Our friends down at Kelderman in Oskaloosa. Give them a chance to earn your business because I bet you that you're going to like what you see. They cut flat pl- plates on one machine and they got another machine that cuts round and square tubing state-of-the-art stuff kelderman.com give them a chance uh, I, I was actually talking to an engineer the other day and they're like oh man we could always use a laser cutter like that's a trade that people really need people out there need that so kelderman.com did you realize saturday is the 12-year anniversary of the win over oklahoma state in 2011 uh, some people have pointed that out yeah i didn't go to bed that night and it, you told this story before it was back when the front page of a website really mattered then. Yes. Right. I, I remember you, that. I remember we did this. We like screenshotted all the. Yeah, I did. I screenshotted yeah, like every ESPN.com. front page of all those websites that was the Iowa State, and I put it and created the whole story out of it. But I just, I felt like I wrote the worst column of my life because I didn't feel like I had the perspective and the you know brain power to even capture it. The happiness, the joy yeah. that I was seeing out of people like Eric Heft and John Walters and even Nick you. Like yeah, I, 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 would, I couldn't I, comprehend it because I hadn't been an Iowa State fan my whole life. Yep. Like and it, it was a really That's amazing a game. And this probably wouldn't match that, but I also feel like the reaction could be it could be similar, similar. going into this new Big Twelve. With the roster that Iowa State has projecting 18 to 20 starters returning next year. Right. To knock them out of playoff contention, essentially. Have scoreboard forever. You've got night game, great crowd. You know, there's just, it's a really special. You throw all the ingredients in, man, you got a nice pot of stew here. Yes. To- yes. It can't, the, the stew is. Stew is uh, bubbling. Right it's, now. it's it's a fish grease. <laughs> the, stew, fish grease. the stew is stewy. It, so interestingly, the the hey, here you go. The uh, Bert Auburn. I think Bert Auburn is going to be a factor. kicker again. Yeah, he's made eleven of his last eleven field goals. If you go back, Are you openly trying to jinx the young man. Yes. If you go back to that Oklahoma State game in uh, twenty eleven, they had a kicker named Quinn Sharp who had made like 17 field goals in a row. Yeah. And he had a chance to win the game, and he missed it. Mm. I don't know. Just got vi- I've, got, I've got Quinn Sharp vibes with Burt Auburn. Wiffles Hybrids brings us our Big 12 look-ahead segment as we do each and every Wednesday here on Williams and Bloom. We are presented, as always, by our friends at MacDine Corporation in the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Uh, the Wiffles, uh, point your independence, baby. Wiffles hybrids, Oklahoma and BYU. Interesting one here. Here, here's why. Listen to this. Scenarios are crazy. Well, I'm gonna let you do this, but this is wild. So the BYU Iowa State game kicked off at 9:30 locally. This game's kicking off at 11 locally. Nine o'clock or local for us. Nine o'clock in Provo kickoff. What on Saturday? Yeah, it's an 11 a.m. kick. Who? Lo- that's bizarre. Isn't that bizarre? What are they Look, doing? I'm not making it up. Oklahoma, BYU, 11 a.m. kick. What are they doing? How, what time? Do I they guess have? if you're going to kick off at nine, Provo's the place to do it. What? But think of, the, think of the think of the radio network crew. Well, was pregame pregame starts then at seven in the morning. So you mean you have that's that's bizarre. That's what you're blew, right. Blew my mind. I had this. I'm going to run down the games here real quick, Brent, and then I, want, I need you to give us the scenario. Well, Oklahoma want to be there. They, I need I don't you think to matter. dumb yeah. this down for I will me. try and dumb it down. Cincinnati at West Virginia, Baylor at TCU, Oklahoma State on the road at Houston. Really only interesting because UCF beat them last week. Central Florida at Texas Tech. And then the, really the two meaningful ones. I've got some news for you real quick. Provo's actually in mountain time. With I'll daylight be saving. So 10 o'clock. So it's 10 o'clock out there. Not that it's that much better, but at least okay. get an extra hour of sleep there in Provo. Kansas State at Kansas. Boy, they've been bitching at each other all week on Twitter. It's nice to be out of that one for a, for once. 
and then Texas, Iowa State. So I I was arguing with Hassel about this because he is doing the game nationally for a Learfield Saturday night. The Iowa State game. Yes. Yeah. That's and cool. he is obsessed with the playoff scenario. Like the, the scenar- and I said to him last night, Chris, I'm not wasting my time on it because I'm not worrying about it until Iowa State beats Texas. I'm not going to waste my brain power on this. That's a good attitude. But his point was, well, I'm not just calling this for Iowa State fans, Williams. I'm doing it for... uh, Okay. So I said, here's what I'll do. Bloom's good at this stuff. And now, like, Brett Yormark is involved. And and Yeah, we're going to have a clarification this afternoon about this whole thing. Oh, so it hasn't... It's not out yet? Not out yet. Okay, well, everybody's mad. I know what they're going to announce. Okay, so what is going on here? So... So the issue arises when you have so many teams in the league, unlike the Big Ten and the SEC, that are split up. Yeah, there's no divisions. There are no divisions. And so how do you make it fair when some teams have played others and they're in a tied situation and others have not? And so the issue with the Big 12 is Oklahoma State and Texas do not play this year. Correct. If they end up in a tie or... In this in a four way tie, then how is that fair if they haven't played? How, how do you break that tie? So essentially, what the Big Twelve is clarifying now is if it's just a three way tie, and those three teams have played each other, then they will go to the head to head situation. If there's a fourth and there's a team that hasn't played the others, then that's when they go down to the the next tier, which is causes some of the confusion. What does this mean? In regards to Texas and Oklahoma State, if if Texas is first and it's a, it's a tie between Texas or excuse me with Oklahoma, K State and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State has beaten both of those teams. If that's the three way tie, because Oklahoma State has beaten those teams head to head, they get to go. Game okay. over. They don't even go down to the next tier. As it relates to Iowa State, the only way Iowa State, in my opinion, is going to make the championship game, and it still works out this way. Iowa State still needs one of the Oklahoma schools, one of them, either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, to lose a game. To lose a game. Yep, just one. And Iowa State also has to win out. There is a scenario where Iowa State could lose to Texas, beat K-State, and be in this weird like six-way tie and maybe be able to get in. But that, a lot of stuff has to happen. So as an Iowa State fan, let's make it simple for you. Win and hope Oklahoma or Oklahoma State lose. And that's all you got to worry about. That's all you got to worry about. What the clarification coming in from the Big 12 is saying, no, 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 we actually didn't write it. They, they wrote the policy poorly. What they meant was this. If there's a three-way tie and you've played the other two in that pod, whoever has the best record gets to go. It's if you have a so four-way tie. they're not tie, changing They're anything. not changing it. They're, they're clarifying. clarifying. Yeah. If it's, now, the Oklahoma people think that the Big 12 is out to screw them over because that would... Oklahoma State would then get the nod. What I would say to the Oklahoma fans is, well, you lost Oklahoma State. So sorry. Yeah. Tough break. Yeah. You lost to Kansas. Tough break. Like, win, win your game and then quit complaining. They, they're going on this tirade about how the Big 12 screwing them over. It's like, well, you guys lost Oklahoma State. So, sorry. Um, I don't think this clarification that will be announced later today will impact Iowa State one iota. Because Iowa State's not going to be a situation where it's a three-way tie most likely that with within those other two schools. Well, I'm not worried about it. I wouldn't worry about it. Thank you for that though. I just, so if you, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you want root for BYU against Oklahoma, probably won't matter. And then root for Houston against Oklahoma state. And then might make that game. I would say it's game with Texas a little bit more interesting, but hell C dub. If I would say it's seven and two and yeah. doesn't get to play in Arlington. Oh, well, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm yeah. at too. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to play there too. I just, I feel like it's such house money and there's probably people who will listen to this and roll their eyes, but I just, all right, we want to talk about that. Let's talk about that next year. We, you build up to that and like, yeah, what? just let it, I'm not going to waste my brain power because this is why these big leagues suck. Yeah. This is the like, There's no good way to do this. There is not. There's just not. Nope. You know what? The best way to do it is have a 10 team league. Mm-hmm. Like you have, yeah. That's, gonna, I don't blame someone, the Big Twelve, but you know what I mean. Somebody's going to be upset. And just I, wait when the Big Ten doesn't have divisions, and like this is going to be a thing in the next five years where this is happening all over the place. I, I will say, I 
I wish the Big 12 would have got a little bit out in front of this. They made a mistake. No it's, doubt. The, the policy reads, gives you a headache. It's word salad. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. And so they, they should have made a little more clear. I do not think Oklahoma is getting screwed by this. If they, if they think they were getting screwed, then beat Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think rational minds can all come to agree. But in this sense, there's so much emotion. Little pet peeve for me, too, today, reading a bunch of these Texas fans and they can't, they cannot comprehend these people, why they are so hated. And it's just like, look in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm not being personal. Put yourself in the shoes of any of these other schools. You would hate Texas and Oklahoma. It's completely natural. Yeah, you tried to you, kill them. I don't. You lied to their face while they're making decisions for however many years while you're cutting a backroom deal. And you're leading them to make certain decisions while you know you're not going to be there. And now you wonder why they hate you. Totally agree. The Big 12 should, That's have, a why. The, the Big 12 should have its conspiracy against both those schools. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. for it. <laughs> you should get booed. Protect your brand. This is totally normal. Do you think? <sighs> and I'll tell you this, Texas, you're not going to be liked in the SEC either. They're going to hate you too. Yeah. Because you're, 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 I'm sorry, Texas, you're a bit of an elitist. Mm-hmm. And you go to those SEC schools, them are good old boys in the back. They're not going to like you. Yeah. They don't want oh your God. Ivy League, pinky in the air, Austin, oh, technology. They're going to, re- they will resent you too. You will not be liked there either. How perfect would it be if Texas is, Texas hasn't won anything in the Big 12 in forever? And it's Iowa State that keeps them away from playing in the playoff. <laughs> little, like I would, what a what a I would not, I say, little, 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 little clumps. I would not let that die for the rest of my life. Like I literally like there was nothing that could potentially top that. Well, and then and then like the guy I gotta pull out that column that I wrote two years ago because I thought it was the last time Texas was coming. Yeah. I need to recycle. And Iowa that. State just kicked their but it's like it goes all the way back to to me when the conference formed because they didn't have a spot, right? And it was a mutual beneficial marriage thing with the Southwestern schools and the Big 12. Right? Sure. Because like, the Big 12 needed more eyeballs. We were getting in the TV era, all that stuff. But the league quickly becomes pretty Texas-centric, pisses Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri off. They leave. But it goes back to just the being a bad teammate and the being a bad neighbor type thing where when you look around and Alabama sharing things equally with Vanderbilt mm-hmm. and Ohio State shares with Indiana and all this stuff. And then you have the one league where the top dog wants to take everything. Yep. And now we need our own network. And we're going to make $15 million all more than the rest of you. And we're still not going to win anything. Yeah. But, it, but again, like you have to think rationally. That's why you're hated. All this stuff. And it's, it goes decades into the making here. Yeah. I, and to be so obtuse to be like, oh, why, why are we getting booed everywhere? Like, just stop. And I promise you, they're going to hate you in the SEC too. I promise. Yeah, your horns down is not going away. <laughs> no. Sorry. Boy, I'm used to it. You think those guys in Manhattan are rough? Yeah. Wait till you walk into Athens, okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, although I'd rather have a beer with the Manhattan people. Yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I would. Drink I just beer. like I, I. Kurtz would have a beer. Yeah. Does Kurtz drink beer. Get in an Ames Lager. Should find Kurtz's. I'm gonna go down there. I'm going down there next week. I'm going to the K State game. Are I'm you really? The, I'm in the. Oh, I'm you're the on the booth. booth. I'm in the booth. So I will be in Orlando. So we're gonna figure out next week. Oh, next that week. looks like we're gonna have to figure that out. Right. Well, not even gonna say it. There's a certain guest we're supposed to record with tomorrow. The chances of it happening, I would say, are like 25 percent, but it is on the schedule. Why oh, only 25 percent? Because this is certain it, individual is not very responsive is it, when it comes to actually it, doing it. Did you send the calendar invite? Because sometimes no, but that, we have a verbal agreement. That see, I have noticed sometimes in. in I don't to think this meeting, person uses calendar like invites. You get, a, you get the alert and you go, 
oh crap, I guess I need to show up for that. My plan was to have a special Thanksgiving weekend Williams and Bloom featuring X guest. Hmm. Okay. But again, it has to happen first. I'll let you all read into this, but we have been in communication. We'll see. Could be a really great week or a really bad week. (laughs) But uh, this guest, though, is a big fan of the podcast. Like he listens a lot and I hope he listens to this and we really want to have you on coach. Come on, coach. Uh, So, yeah, I'll be I'm going on Tuesday. VCU, uh, probably Virginia Tech in game two or Boise. Yep. And then um, Fort Atlantic and Texas A&M. You'll be there. We'll we'll figure out a way to do it. All right. I wanted to do a quick hit on basketball. There's really not a lot to cover here. The men um, haven't had a game. They get Grambling on Sunday. The women get Southern on Monday. We'll be able to preview that on Sunday's show. This is really a football centric deal. We're we're all in on Texas. Yeah. You and you again. Not to get too big picture, but we talked about a lot in 2020 when people couldn't even go to the games. Correct. Th- these. This hasn't happened very often in Iowa State's history. It just hasn't. I mean, Iowa State has a home game against a team in the top 10 with the chance to tie for first in the league with one game to go. Like, the suffering that we have all gone through, including last year and this offseason, too. That was a hard offseason. Worst offseason of my career. Not not enjoyable offseason. But to think that you know, even in this current climate of, of the portal and NIL and all these things that are supposedly stacked against Iowa state, here is Iowa state literally playing the enemy, the big bad enemy who Texas is the reason why Iowa state's collective really got going to begin with. Thanks to Tyrese Hunter, like all of these factors in no world. Thank honestly, thank God that happened. Yes. I You're right. And and hundred percent. But this is a Texas has literally double the budget of Iowa State and so many they could they have whatever they want. And yet Iowa State's beaten them, what, three out of four years has a chance to beat them at home for the last time they'll ever play in a long, long time and and do it in front of 61,000. Like if you're a student or we talk about that Oklahoma State game like it was yesterday. Yeah, like this has a chance to be right there. What are why not show up? I mean, I. This is one of those games is like this is has a chance to be an all timer and you could lose, but it, anything worth having, you're gonna have a, a subsequent, you know, pain if it doesn't happen. It's just part of it. But you're playing in a big game in November, and this is what growing up an Iowa State fan, you 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 lived for moments like this. I can't wait. Like I I can barely sleep how excited I am because this is a ch- of all the things stacked against Iowa State, this proves no. Iowa State can still do it. And as Jared Hufford said, to wrap it up, they're human beings too. Play it on the field. This isn't this isn't Space Jam. Like, let's figure it out. Did you, before we wrap it up, you were going to do some research. Will the pole assassin be a names? They are apparently married, so it's very possible. Is Dangerous Curve still open? Oh, I think it is on on in downtown. Could we get a? Pole assassin. I, I don't. Night. I think she's out of the game, though. Oh damn. Um, I'd love to see how these monkeys are a part of the act. Just Halloween's over with, though. So I don't have to worry about haunted because the haunted forest is right there. You're saying the pole assassin in the haunted forest with the monkeys. I oh I I don't know if uh, so. Did, were you at the? Did you camp the night? It would have been the uh, not the Kansas game. Game before that, TCU. I don't remember what game it was. It was right before Halloween, and you're in that RV village, and you've got the uh, the haunted forest in the background. Yeah, and like you're lying there, and you're and trying you to get the kids to sleep. And, ah! I did hear that. It was crazy. Yeah. Can you? It was just wild. If, like if, I mean, every five minutes you just hear like a shrieking. There were so many two years ago. There's so many great pole assassin signs, and somehow we've lost. That story has completely gone. We away. need to remake can the we, story. Can we get it back? Power of the podcast. 
you're you're taking your girlfriend home to meet mom and dad. Yeah, mom, dad, uh, like you to meet pole assassin. I have a name. No, you're the pole assassin. No, that's her. Literally, it's on Instagram. It's, it's her name is on Instagram. What's that? I follow her on Instagram. Connor follows her. She's been in retirement. In retirement, he says. That's a bummer. But yeah, special teams coach for uh, Tech. Maybe the special team. Again, I'm going back. Bird Auburn, kicker, <laughs> pole assassin, special teams. Like, it's the so stars. It's all, it's all together. It's all. Like, remember the. <clears throat> Bert Auburn is over there with the monkeys. Uh, should be great, great Saturday night names. I can't wait. We appreciate our great sponsor, Mechdyne. How this much, feels more like a Cody Road how podcast. Much, how much Cody Road will be consumed on Saturday? A lot of Cody Road. And uh, go out and buy yourself some Ames Lager as well. That's right. Support the collective. That's right. It's transfer season. They need your money. It's, hey, we're going to so have an well drink for it. Look, uh, look on the video board Saturday. Would you? Would you pay attention to the video board for me? Yeah. It's going to get windy. Oh, uh, yeah. No doubt about it. It's going to get windy. Has it been recorded yet? Yes. Is it as phenomenal electric. as I want it it's to be? Electric. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Maddie Van did Weeks you, for his help on that one. Did you have to edit anything? No, one take. One take, huh? Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. McCarney is a freaking legend, man. He is a legend. McCarney is the I I'd make the argument this will be another podcast. This will be a summer podcast. McCarney needs a statue somewhere at Iowa State. I'm for it. Because none of this exists without that. Everything has to have some, you know, level where it got started. Like the and, Big Bang. The Iowa State Big Bang and was, it was Dan McCarney. McCarney. It was Mac. And I actually heard that uh, football's been doing a lot of grassroots marketing to get students at the game this week. Yeah. I, They've been trying really hard. They should. So. I mean, again, I get it. When I was in... You're still going you, home, but you're whatever not going to remember when you go to your yeah. local bar. You won't remember you're if you gonna, beat Texas. Whatever you're going to do at home will not equal the satisfaction you'll get. Talking like 10 years from now, yes. you're going to wish you had that other Friday and Saturday night names more than you do going back to see your high school friends. I promise. That's a guarantee. 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 Kenny's Pub in Waukee, like not worth it. See your next girlfriend there. <laughs> Feels like you're... Not worth it. Was some little Philly break your heart? No. Well, it's been a while. He is Brent Bloom. Aiden Wyatt producing the program today. Mechdyne is our presenting sponsor. We will be back on Sunday night. Hopefully a very jovial bowl game planning Sunday night type of deal. We do this since we're... You can. I am a professional journalist. Why do you keep trying... Am I going to get fined? You can't find me. They're going to find your non-profit. I'm affiliated with the... Iowa State University. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys in Ames. Cheers.